0: Hello, and welcome to a Woman Self-Made podcast with me, Marina Bennett. Today, my guest is Pam Garside. Pam is a health tech entrepreneur, an author, professor at Imperial College Business School and fellow of the Judge Business School of University of Cambridge. Pam is a board member and advisor to a number of companies in private and public sector and an active angel investor herself. She's also the first female chair of Cambridge Angels, a leading UK business angel network. Please welcome Pam Garside. Pam, good morning. Good morning. So
1: lovely to have you on the show. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. I've had a very early breakfast meeting, but other than that, (laughs) I'm fine. Thank you. So
0: um, where shall we start? How about your very early years? Could you tell a little bit about your upbringing experience, something that had a big impact on becoming Pam Garside? Well, I grew up
1: in, in Yorkshire. And My dad was a former RAF pilot, quite a clever engineer, and my mum, as in, you know, I'm extremely old, in the 50s, 60s, was was a housewife, although very bright, not educated, and my brother and I were first-generation graduates, effectively, Um, and I went, my mother, I guess, was an influence because she... I think rude the fact that she hadn't had an education and thought education was terribly important and the school I went to was very important. I think it was an academic girls school I and mean, if you weren't academic it was not great but um, if you were it was like you can do anything you want and I was there from age 8 till 18 um, and you know that's what we were taught and led to believe. So uh, I think those things had an influence on me. Yeah. And when did
0: you decide that you want to be involved with technology and oh, technology gosh. in
1: health? Well, um I I did a science degree at university and then I went on a graduate training programme. And like many people, I just I went on one that was I didn't realise it was quite difficult to get on, got on it in the NHS. It was a graduate management training scheme. Um, and I remember my mother had said, Oh, that's a good job working in, you know, hospital management, etc. I'd never wanted to do medicine because I'm squeamish. So I went on that and became a manager in the health system. And then long story, went to the US to graduate school, worked in the American system. But I'd always been interested in, I guess, with a scientific background and technology and as it's developed over the years, the last 30, 20, 30 years in health. It became, um, I mean, it's clear it's so important in the health industry. So I guess I've always been interested in it. It's just recently in the last 10, 12 years, I've started to invest in technology and hang around more with tech people. And um, you have been
0: exposed to, uh, you yourself were an entrepreneur and uh, you were an investor. You also were part of academia. Do you Mm. have a preference of what do you prefer? And also, where is it easier or more difficult to become successful? Oh, there's
1: lots of questions there. Um, Well, I'm not a proper academic. I think I'd go mad. I I nearly did a PhD. I'm so glad I didn't. I wouldn't have been very good at research. Um, Being an extrovert, you know, staring down a microscope wouldn't have been good for me. Uh, I wouldn't have been good for it. Um, but I really, really like teaching um, on the in the business school at Cambridge. You know, it's the young people on the MBA uh, mostly that I interact with. So I enjoy that part-time because I bring the real world in, but I wouldn't have been a good academic. Um, and I got a bit frustrated with the public sector, although I'm a huge believer in the NHS. And I suppose um, I, I like the fact that I span the public and private sector. I make money in the private sector, but I kind of give a lot of time to the National Health Service now, um, helping with innovation and the various tech accelerators that there are. So uh, I guess I, I mean, I haven't built a company. I'm vaguely entrepreneurial and I like that. And I like taking risks and I like having control of what I do. I'm a bit of a control freak, which is not necessarily a good thing. So I like the entrepreneurial bit and uh, your second question was about
0: success so you prefer entrepreneurial what do you think is easier to become successful oh, academic right. or successful entrepreneur or
1: um successful in public life it's oh, difficult i don't think you can say one's easier than the other because all of them are tough in academia you need that constant being ahead of the game on your research and your research status and it's very competitive to go up the ladder and um, public life all sorts of political skills needed uh, an entrepreneur it, um yeah, it's a bit more risk taking and responding to sudden changes i think I don't think you can be it's easy to say it's it's easier to be successful than in one sector they all take different types of skills and uh, tenacity, I think. So your favorite area
0: is entrepreneurship and you now work with young entrepreneurs, you you work with um, in the MBA environment, lots of wannabe entrepreneurs, Um, so I have a question in your opinion, can anybody be entrepreneur? Because it's, uh, it's quite uh, trendy and fashionable recently. Oh, I will start my own business. Oh, oh, I will. Yeah. Do you think anybody can do that? No. With a certain type of people?
1: I don't think anybody can. Um, In my world, there's quite a lot of uh, doctors who found companies and uh, some of them are good at it. Um, I I think... um, I have to say i spend most of my time with doctors i'm married to one i'm about to be rude i think that doctors think they can do everything they're very smart people Mm -hmm. they've been top of school they might have been top of medical school yeah i can do this stuff um and it's that's just one example from my world and i think some people can't bear the risk and, and and it's nothing against them they like the comfort of a corporate environment or a public sector environment that is a lot more stable. And most entrepreneurs, um, well, you could say most entrepreneurs fail with the failure rate that it is in terms of startups. So I I think you have to have, if you were to ask me what an entrepreneur needs, you need passion, absolute passion for what you're doing. And you need a huge amount of resilience. And you need to work tremendously hard. Now, not that you don't need to work hard in academia and Public life because you do that's a common factor, but um, if I look at the entrepreneurs I know that are successful it's it's that combination, and also a lot of them are young and they 've never managed people, and in some people that's a leadership trait that they just seem to get intuitively, and others don't um so I think leading teams in a scale up mm-hmm. is very different from when you start two or three people around the kitchen or table Mm -hmm, or in the mm -hmm. garage. So that's another thing, yeah.
0: And in your experience and your view, what are the main reasons that startups fail? So is it the leadership qualities or that they were not fit to be entrepreneur or is it more the actual business that's not
1: viable? It's probably a bit of a combination, probably more that the business isn't viable. Also timing. Timing's key. Sometimes you get everything in a line stacked up in your favor like the founder's good, the founding team's good, the product and the, what's the jargony, the product market fit. Does your product or service fit the market right now in the next five years? But the timing can be wrong. And at the moment, the influence on the timing being wrong is it's difficult to fundraise. And if you run out of money at the wrong time, it can be very difficult. The other thing I'd say is apparently 7% of, of uh, entrepreneurs are are slightly crazy. I would say Elon <laughs> Musk, hugely talented. I would say Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Richard Branson. They are hugely successful, but on the edge of, you know, doing crazy stuff. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And there's a lot of ego involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think entrepreneurs have to deal with their egos quite a lot. <laughs> but they have to passionately believe in what they do. You know, it, it's going to get them uh, where they want to be, yeah. You
0: are uh, not just teaching uh, entrepreneurs, uh, want one be entrepreneurs, you uh, work with them as an investor. Yeah. yeah? Um, in your uh, In your capacity as angel investor. What are your key criteria when you decide to back a startup or not, Yeah. Uh, well, what, what it, do you look for?
1: It, just as a precursor, I, I've always mentored a lot of young people throughout my life. I don't know, people say, how do you find your mentees? And I go, oh, <laughs> you know, it, they, well, find they, me. <laughs> they find you. They find you, They find you, which is great. So I've always mentored a lot of people, and that's sort of how I got into angel investing. I'd say, I said to a couple of people early on, oh, um, I didn't know what I was doing, oh, uh, could I put some money in that, a small amount? Um, so that's how I got into it. Um, and the the prime um, uh, deciding factor is the founder. And I thought before I joined KBJ Angels, which are now chair, which is quite funny uh, because I'm a woman. Um, I thought oh, that's just me because I'm a sort of intuitive woman type. And I find out that just about every successful angel investor says the same it's the founder and the founding team. If you have any doubts at all about the founder, you pull away the second thing very close behind is the idea they have so is it a really good idea and for For me, is it protectable like is this something do they have i p you know, intellectual property protection. Do they have some sort of a moat around them that stops other people doing what they're doing? And in health, there's quite a lot of companies where I believe somebody else could come along tomorrow and do it. So that's another thing that I think is very important. And with the founder, you do look for that thing I mentioned about uh, leadership skills. Can they? Do you think it's a, it's a guess? It's guesswork because I do very early stage investing, pre-seed and seed, mm-hmm. and there's no. Track record of these people, you'd have to make an estimate of do you think they would be able to um, get a team together and lead it? So that's another big one. Thank you. Do you have any regrets
0: uh, that you did not invest oh, in yes. an idea, but then you wish, oh I should have?
1: And, and yes, it's, the, We all do. There's two sorts. There's darn it, I should have invested in those companies. There's uh-huh. two I'm thinking of, I'll not tell you. Two I'm thinking <laughs> of right now. And one of them because I didn't click with the founder, um, and then the other ones are the things you did invest in that you wish you, you had. <laughs> I don't have too many of those, but yes, absolutely. Because when you become um, more you know, more experienced or well known, let's say as an angel investor, you get lots of decks sent to you constantly. I get at least one a day, maybe one and a half at the moment, statistically, and you see a lot. Um, and inevitably some of those become successful and you said, Oh, damn, yeah, I missed that one. So definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, uh, you see lot, uh, you see a lot of ideas,
0: uh, for businesses and startups. Do you think, uh, we have too many of, uh, certain businesses, areas that are being covered and, uh, and there is a lack of, and maybe you can give some, uh, some advice of the areas which are less, tapped into and less explored and there has still a lot of potential or you you open you open a proposal oh no not another one of those yeah well
1: the the not another one of those category at the moment they're all very important areas are mental health apps wellness apps menopause fertility um a lot a lot and um again the same applies as I, I just mentioned that uh, you think, what's to stop the next person coming along? Now, a good entrepreneur will say, well, it's the team. We can do it mm-hmm. bigger, better, faster. Um, a lot of them tend to say, oh, and then we're going to the US. I, I happen to know the US market, having worked there for 10 years reasonably well. Um, and they don't quite realize what it takes to go over there. Uh, so. <sighs> It's difficult to say those areas are overcrowded because they are so important. Um, In terms of underserved areas, um, that's a difficult one. Uh, Male infertility is getting better served because you used to just see entirely female-directed infertility um, offers uh, because the industry makes money out of IVF and women, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Um, but we're seeing more male infertility and sperm tech. I'm an expert on sperm tech. Not many people want to talk to me about that. <laughs> uh, so, in, in other areas, I guess um, a really difficult one is helping to reform public sector services We because it's so tough getting into the public sector in not just this country. So, um, and the way uh, software supports public sector uh, processes that's that's a really tough area but one that's probably underserved yeah thank you you
0: Touched a little bit uh, upon you being a woman among Cambridge uh, Cambridge (laughs) Angels, so (laughs) I I will I will come back come back to that. But uh, for entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs, uh, do you see that gender is important at all or not uh, statistically? Again,
1: Uh, yeah. So so it is important. People like me and a lot of my female angel investor colleagues and male are keen to support women um and we we look for women entrepreneurs and they find us you know obviously women entrepreneurs here that we're interested in women and it's a, it's a bit lamentable the venture capital numbers on how much venture, venture capital goes to women founders it's a bit better at seed stage and diverse founders generally so um i look for the founders and At Cambridge Angels event, actually it was a couple of years ago, um, there was a panel of, um, they do really good events, we do really good events for our companies we've invested in, and there was a panel of CTOs, chief uh, technology officers, and they're all blokes. I said, We've got to get a woman. They said, Well, we don't know anyone. I found them, you know, somebody that day, as with many layers of women in working life, including from boards down or up. Uh, people don't look hard enough and you can find them. So we tend to sort of have a support network um, and some women entrepreneurs don't need any help. Others really need role models and help and financing. So um, I I would say I definitely err on supporting female founders and hope that, I mean, you would never invest in a company just because it's a woman. Mm -hmm. They'd have to have a really good offer but getting them to the stage where people are looking at them is very important.
0: I wanted to ask a question. With everything being equal, would you invest in a man or a woman? But I, I, no, guess, no, probably I, I guess I know would.
1: I <laughs> probably like, would we'll go for the woman. But, it the woman. but yeah, it, it depends on the, the business offer. But I'd like to say I'd go for the woman, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say that. Uh, can I
0: come back to your comment when uh, when you smiled, saying that you're a, a female chair of <laughs> Cambridge? Yeah. Cambridge. You, uh, I know. I uh, still, smile, still smile, can't like, believe I'm it. I'm chair. So, so w- why is it such a big deal? Because I, I must say, when I was I was looking up, and then you know, there were some pub- publication and news, everybody was saying first female. I know. So the female is a, it's a big deal. So it's been why, going why?
1: For almost twenty two years. And when I joined six or seven years ago, a fantastic guy who became chair just before me sought me out and said, Would you, are you interested in joining Cambridge Angels? And I said, well, I don't fit the criteria. One criterion being you've sold your own company. You're an exited entrepreneur. And he said, oh, no, 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 um, you know, 20% of us are not, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I joined thinking, well, I've done quite a few angel investments. And then... at that point there were no women and there were 58 men now sherry kutu (laughs) who's a role model wonderful angel investor had left the group because she was doing a lot of stuff outside cambridge in the u.s there had been two women in there were none when i joined and i said this is i mean this is really not good is it i was hugely welcomed in fantastic people terribly helpful they've made their money 75 percent have um are exited entrepreneurs, they made their money in AI, deep tech, software, engineering, a lot spinning out of uh, the university. And um, I went on the board and that's partly because I'm a bit enthusiastic and I get involved with stuff and I was interested and it helped. I was a woman. And then when they asked me to be chair, I said, don't be silly, Um, because a lot of them are from the financial world as well, which Mm -hmm. I'm not. You know, I got into angel investing almost by accident. Um, but I I decided to do it. Now, I chaired a few things. I chair loads of meetings and facilitate meetings. And I think that it was very good for Cambridge Angels to have a more diverse chair. I think it sends a signal to member, potential members and uh, founders. And also, um, I suppose they maybe saw a a sort of facilitation skill as it were I don't know possibly um, but the best thing somebody said to me I was talking to a very young woman founder and I said oh yeah I'm going to be chair of Cambridge Angels and she said oh that's fantastic you get a lot more women founders coming to you I thought oh that's good that's good so uh, it's quite a lot of work but um, yeah it's it's great great colleagues mm. they're really good as I say a lot of of deep tech, very uh, impressive blokes. <laughs> but we do have, I have to say, we have eight, almost nine members now in the group of sixty. So that's uh, women, women, women out of sixty. Yeah, yeah, so great that's progress. But why do you
0: think that was? Uh, was there any discrimination or any no. any biases?
1: Or I think where, I think where the, are all these fantastic a, women? We're a deep tech investment mm-hmm. group, um, and I think actually another reason I didn't say was I do digital health and I did it before it was, I probably started before it had, it took off like it has done in the last 10 years. So I represented a a new sector for them as well as being a woman. So that's handy. Um, But we're a deep tech investment group and engineering is the biggest faculty at Cambridge University and engineering, guess what, is full of men. And so is AI and so is software. So I think it was the pool of people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, of course, their age. We're probably too old as a group because it was founded 22 years ago after the dot-com boom when a lot of the founders were in their late 30s. So they, they, they'd sort of grown older as a, as a male group. The other thing I think is, sadly, you have to go and look for women. And somebody went, came and found me. Uh, and, it, you know, you have to make an effort. You still do. I think at all levels because uh, when people say to me oh I can't find a woman for my board and I say, well you just have to look harder mm-hmm. and they find them uh, so I think it's partly that as well but it, it, it's very deep tech hardware-ish um, Cambridge Angels and until we probably digital health is the softest bit of it actually. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, did you have role models that that help you mentors that help you along along the way how important is it
1: oh yes i think it's i think it's really important to have mentors um um i did and my uh, first proper boss in london who ran st thomas's hospital sadly died a couple of years ago john winning was a great mentor to me and they make you think about things differently and and he helped me uh, go to graduate school in the us um, uh, Barbara Young who's now in the House of Lords who was my uh, uh, was a senior colleague of mine at St Thomas's amazing woman and you just see them do things and you think Ooh, would I be, Would I dare to do that and they'd show you you can do things and in the States mm-hmm. I had an extraordinary boss who was so bright and so. F- but he used humour which I do in a particular way I mean he was I'm sure better at it than me so he was a great mentor and then um Sandra Dawson who's a Cambridge colleague who's older than me who um, ran the business school for many years and was master of Sydney Sussex College she's a great mentor it's people you can go to throughout your career so I think that's probably why I mentor people and um, my son who's um, 30 says to me we only do angel investing to hang out with young people and I go well what's wrong with that (laughs) to be rude. But I think, I've got a, I, I think when you're, I mean, I mentioned, I think it's it's very good for people like me to hang out with young people. And if we can help them, uh, you know, all the better. I, I get a lot of satisfaction from that.
0: And if, uh, for somebody who da- hasn't got a mentor, how uh, would you,
1: how do you find one? Well, that's it's interesting. I, yeah, because some, I tell you it's interesting is, it's easy to mentor Hugely talented, educated, ambitious young people, and they'll find you. They'll come and go, Oh, so and so said you're really will you have a chat? And I usually say yes. And I say to them, Send me somebody who's maybe not so confident uh, as you because they won't reach out. So mm-hmm. um and, and quite a lot of women are a bit tentative, um, and and you haven't asked me this, but the best piece of advice I often give to women is just apply for the job. They'll go, oh, I don't want to apply for the job. And I say, apply for it. You know, the blokes will just be applying mm-hmm. without thinking. Mm-hmm. You don't have to meet every criteria. Apply for the job. The worst thing that can happen is you don't get it, but you get interview experience. So I think um, it's easy to mentor the glitter arty, and I have a load of those, but I, I often say, is there anybody who's slightly tentative? And... You ask me how you find mentors. Often if you go to a senior person and say, would you mentor me? They'll they'll say yes. Some have too many. Some people don't have any, which I think is wrong. Uh, but y- you can just ask people and say, would you? And, and they'll act surprised and go, oh, well, why would you want me to mentor you? But just ask the question. They can always say no.
0: Mm. Thank you. And... um Can I ask about advice on how to become a little bit more confident, say the um, men would just be they're applying even if they are not qualified, whatsoever. We, women always try to tick every single box. Yeah, so it's, um, it comes uh, in what, whatever, um, industries, uh, areas, it comes across all the time. Yeah, so women are lacking that confidence. So, how can, uh, particularly young women, young girls, um, how can they feel less inferior when competing? Yeah. competing it's against It's really men. interesting because I watch
1: my own daughter talented so I'm biased go through this of these blokes again you know they're just getting these jobs when you know women uh, her and her pals were thinking oh should I apply for that so I think gosh you know and you, you see it in your own family I think it starts I think it starts quite young you have to bring up girls despite all of us doing it they, they still look like they still think I have to take everybody's Girls tend to be perfectionists, mm-hmm. you know, academically, they tend to be perfectionists, they tend not to wing it as much as men, and there may be a gene. But I think, um, looking for help, asking for advice, um, I think giving young women all the way up from school the confidence, um, advising young women to go into maths and STEM subjects. Um, I know when I meet Friends kids who are uh teenagers, I I often say now do maths, you know, medicine, yeah. yeah it's very high status, but do maths, yeah. all the things you can do with it um, at which enters you into a potentially previously male world um, so at many things, I think we just all have to support these young women going through and say you can do it, yeah, don't let them get you can do it, <laughs> 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 and then just. Going for it. Yeah. Going for it, yeah. And bosses need to help as well, yeah, by recruiting the right people. Thank you.
0: We mentioned quite a number of times success, success, success. What does success mean to you?
1: Um, when people say, assume you're successful, I suppose I am really, but I always think of people that you think are more successful. Maybe that's a female thing. No, I think <laughs> it's a male thing too. You know, yeah, that imposter syndrome. People think I'm successful, I suppose I am to me i think it's uh i think it's sort of self belief that you've managed to do something um i think in 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 america people are much more honest about money and i think financial success helps it, it it's not the be all and end all but that that's part of it um success you know how your peers view you how you view yourself, um, but also, you know, there's a, other aspects of life, um, being successful in your work life. Um, I mean, there are other parts of your life that I think, you know, contribute or, or a part of success. So, are you successful? <laughs> I suppose I am. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. Yes, I suppose I am. Although you, see, you can see the, hear the hesitancy in my voice. Yeah, I suppose I am. In in some worlds, um, I have absolutely no power and quite a lot of influence, if that makes sense. So, so people who run organisations have power. I have mm-hmm. none. You know, I'm an organisation of one and a bit, <laughs> um, but I sort of suppose quietly influential. But yeah, I suppose so. the things I've been involved in have been quite successful. I'm quite good at choosing colleagues, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Is money a necessary part of success? Uh, I don't think it always is. Um, uh, No, because if you look at people in public life who've dedicated themselves to public life, they don't earn a lot of money and then they go and help in the charitable, charitable sector um so no i don't think it is really but as an individual it depends i suppose on your formative background some some people would say financial success is an essential part of it to me it is it is part of it i have to be honest but i don't think it's an essential part no have you had any failures oh yes um Oh, gosh, yes. Failure to get jobs. The first job I applied for off my graduate training scheme I didn't get. Mind you, they told me I was mad to apply for it, <laughs> but I was mad to apply for the one I got. Um, so, yeah, I um, applied for board positions and not got them. Um, um, one company I invested in failed last year. Don't know that would be a failure. Oh, yes, yes absolutely. Uh, had failures. Yeah. And how
0: do you deal with them?
1: Is it just part of part of learning, or? Well, you feel a bit bad at first, but then you sort of uh, you sort of have to pick yourself up and not take it too personally. Really, uh, I think it is part of risk taking. Um, you know, you, you go out there and you take a risk, and you have to be willing to you know say, well, that didn't quite work. So, it, it, actually, again, in the U.S. People who have companies that fail the first time around, it's sort of like a badge of honor, Mm -hmm. much more accepted there that you screw something up and then you go on to the next thing. Um, And here in Europe and the UK, it's it's not as lauded as it is (laughs) in the US. Uh, So I think you just have to have the resilience. That's another thing founders need, resilience, because um, one company I invested in that's done very well, very nice. um, they, the founder, it, it, it was a very committed to me, and I said to a VC, for venture capital, Frank, gosh, they, they're very sort of grateful that you invested in them very early on, and he said, but that guy and his team will have spent a year with people saying no to them. They can paper the walls you know, metaphorically with no's, and you said yes. Mm. So I think, I think like uh, it's an entrepreneurial thing. You just think, Phew, I didn't get that. But I don't think you get depressed about it. And you mm-hmm. learn. You learn from it. It's like you learn from an interview that went wrong, you know. Mm, what, what happened there? And you, you know, move forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Th- thank you. So that was definitely
0: entrepreneurial speaking yeah yeah, yeah i <laughs> in, so. in, in, in you uh, do you have any habits or rituals which you think contribute to your success maybe uh, some people are members of 5 a m morning club or oh. uh, certain things you uh, eat um, or something oh, about sleep yeah. so
1: anything uh, which contributes to your productivity to um, we do need enough sleep um unlike my husband who get us by on five hours. Um, so yes, I think sleep's important. Sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what other rituals do I have? Um, I, I was just going to say, I probably work too hard when I'm working. You know, I'm the person that answers an email that's 11 at night or six in the morning, and you get to know who those people are. I'm not saying it's a good thing, So I'm always being told by my family, oh, you're always online. I say, yeah, I'm responding to people. So I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, but I've always done that. I don't know how people work part-time. I mean, I I take quite a lot of time off, like holidays and stuff, but I'm sort of always on. Um, I don't know how people take Friday off and don't work. Anyway, (laughs) but I'm not saying that's (laughs) probably not a a positive attribute. Um, Exercise. I used to run a lot, and then my knee gave in, uh, but I walk a lot, and and uh, I think you process things when you're walking and running. I miss running, because a lot of people say this, that they get thinking time. So thinking time is walking, and in the bath, I'm a very English person, I like bath, and I think you have ideas in the bath. There, there's two. <laughs> Sleep, exercise, <laughs> and bath. Yeah, those are my, yeah. Other than working a bit too hard, yeah.
0: <laughs> and any productivity tips, because uh, you juggle so so many things and and plates.
1: Yeah, I think some people are good at juggling plates. I always have been, and again, I I think it it's not necessarily a great app. It, it it's good if you want a big portfolio life like me, but other people can just do one thing all day and I think oh gosh yeah that'd be good Um, (laughs) so uh, productivity tips Um, well the ever-present to-do list Um, I do think responding um, on time and rapidly to people you've probably noticed I get back to people on email and I had a boss in the States that said when we were all in the era of phone calls you know you you have to return a call that day because uh, we were it was, we were corporate headquarters of a big company, a non profit company, um, and that sort of instilled in me. I don't know whether that's productivity, but yeah, not procrastinating and not leaving things. Although one always leaves things you don't want to do to the bottom of the to do list. So I think prioritization is very important for productivity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good tip. Thank you. And is it possible to have it all? Does work-life balance, uh, yes, for women and work-life balance is, does such thing exist? It's very
1: very difficult. It's very personal. I always say this to younger women who are just having families and um, it's very difficult. It's very personal. depends what your partner does. Mm -hmm. Um... I am married to a surgeon who is a great dad, but he was essentially unreliable, you know, getting called out, coming in late. Uh, So I, we had to organize our lives. And I say to young women, because childcare is a big issue in this country. And I say, whatever money you have, spend the most you can on childcare, because having Mm -hmm. really good childcare gives you that base. That you know you can perform now. Not everyone can have a nanny. Very few people can. It's terribly expensive, but having really good childcare means you can, yeah. So you have a, have a base for performing in your job. And I do think childcare in the Scandinavian countries and some European countries is so much better than ours, and that's a shame. So that helps, um, and I think I think you can have it all in a way, women. More than men tend to beat themselves up and go, ooh, I didn't get to the school play or, oh, I missed that. But it worked because of families and you're constantly living with guilt and you just have to get rid of that and get used to it. I do think taking time off, um, serious time off on holidays is very important and mm-hmm. I didn't like that in the US. You know, they're not a vacation people. <laughs> <laughs> taking two weeks off is like a shocker. Um, but I do think time away with your family... Um, if possible, away from all your digital responsibilities is very important. But in answer to your question, I think, I think you can have it all. Depends, you know, depends how you define it, but it's, it's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. Some people have two nannies, and I used to think, oh, that's terrible, but it isn't terrible. It's how you manage your life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, uh, your children, uh, d-
0: what do you how do they see your success uh do they see you as a successful uh entrepreneur business- uh businesswoman, or um did did they feel that they have enough of you
1: well it, it's great actually they they do they they think um they think i'm successful which is great and they um are i think they're proud as well they wouldn't say that but i think they are but Growing up, um, they didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, we always worked, both of us, we had nannies. Um and they, they that's what they knew, you know, that at the school gate I wasn't always there. Um my husband and I weren't always there, but you know, that that's what they know and you love them and they grow up. But no, they're they are um they're they're pretty impressed, I think, that that both their parents um, you know, have been quote successful uh, and they're yeah they're quite cool about it I, i've never had any resentment i mean i, I get teased sometimes because i missed a pivotal school play once when my son was about four he's the same one of course <laughs> that said i want to hang out with young people i get teased about that but no it's they're, i think it's great when the kids are kind of proud of me it's good they, then they say oh yeah good story here i went back to my old school to give a the prizes. And I said, oh, I've been asked to back to my old school. And my my son said, he was about 16, he said, uh, what did they run out of, successful people? <laughs> Classic. I mean, you need the children to bring you down to earth, do you? <laughs> I love your sense of humor. It's funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would like to move to... Uh, moving towards the end to a blitz question um, section, mm-hmm. so we'll ask you a quick question and you can give a quick answer, mm-hmm. but before we do that, I have a massive, massive, massive question to oh, ask. Who oh, did? You did mention NHS. Yes. And of course, NHS crisis is a very yeah. topical, um, topical headline and on everybody's mind. Um, in your view, how can it
1: be solved? Well tomorrow i would um i think it actually could be done. I would raise the uh, salaries the pay of people in social care because at the moment they can go and work in Amazon and Tesco in the lowest grade of jobs and earn more than you can in social care brexit i'm a remainer brexit mm-hmm. hasn't happened hasn't hasn't helped sorry so i would i would immediately get more people into social care. If I were the government, I would sort social care. I'm not making a political statement, but this last 12 years, serial prime ministers and secretaries of state have said they would sort social care and the funding, and they haven't, still haven't. So so, social care needs sorting because, you know, so many beds are are clogged up with people who should be discharged. And the other thing I would address is workforce, which is our biggest Mm -hmm. issue. It's not money. So I would get decent people into HR. I know that's difficult in the NHS, become more flexible and aware of how you retain people. And then in the longer term, I'd train a whole new sort of cadre of people that is between nurse and doctor. You can do that. So I think it's social care first and address the workforce and take a long-term view. When people say let's reform the NHS, my heart sinks because the last reforms I thought were not good in 2012, not good at all. I know it's endlessly being reformed. It's a great system. We might have to look at how it's financed, but that will take quite a long time. So those are my responses. and I care about it a lot, especially how it worked in the US system, which is not really a system and what about health tech do you think that could play a role yes i do i do um a lot of technology can be additive cost wise but yes yes it can and ai uh, artificial intelligence can help a lot in it will, it will never replace doctors but it can support doctors and nurses and staff um and um data the way we we need to connect data more so that uh, you know when you go in people listening might go in as a patient and you have to give your medical history four times you think that's crazy you know it all needs to be brought together so it makes the whole process more seamless for patients and I think patients should be given access to their data so that they can take more care of their experience and their health yeah definitely and that's tech yeah
0: thank you thank you for the insights so moving on to the last uh, section yeah. of the interview quick questions. Yeah, we do. Uh, (laughs) Quick answers. They don't have to be quick, but uh, shall we have a go? Yeah. You work in tech, with tech. Um, How present technology is in your day-to-day life? Oh, my
1: day-to-day life? Well, um, I'm not a Luddite. I guess um, (laughs) it's Apple, isn't it? iPad, MacBook, uh, iPhone, uh, I suppose it's Alexa, yeah, I mean I'm just a sort of classical older um digital user. Yeah. Um tech, yeah. Um I guess all the media stuff on television. We've got. Yeah, so uh, I suppose that's how present it is. yeah.
0: <laughs> what about all those
1: fancy apps
0: uh, and AI Oh, and- yeah, sorry. And- I
1: don't do wearables. I don't do wearables actually. Um I I If I started tracking my sleep, I'd become obsessed. I'm a bit bit obsessional, so I don't want to track it. So, no, I don't do wearables. No, I probably should. A a colleague of mine in Europe has a chip under his skin. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, I just don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I'm in Our Our Future Health, which is that big UK program to track data. I don't mind giving my data, but no, I don't do wearables. (laughs) I. I
0: just have a new—that's uh, an aura, oh, aura ring—and definitely How one. How is it? Uh, so it's been uh, so it's been about a month, and you do get addicted. All right. So you start tracking your data. So, uh, but it does make you aware. So if you're lacking sleep, and then you open an app, like oh my goodness, I didn't realize that was. And does it
1: change your behaviour for the positive? Do you think? I
0: definitely became more aware of yeah. what, uh, what time I'm going to bed, what time I'm getting up oh, okay. and c- conscious. And it does give you, it's uh, pretty pretty smart. It gives you rem- uh, reminders you didn't get enough sleep. And also uh, they, they say they learn a lot. So they, uh, they have about 60 days learning about your heart rate, oh, right. your temperature, then it benchmarks it with the uh with the data pools oh, and right. then well,
1: maybe I should
0: and then it I think it will start giving you hints tips yeah. uh, when you're running low um low on energy or uh, oh, you're okay. pro- prone to diseases. So, maybe yeah. I should try it. So
1: that's 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 fun. Doesn't that's do fun. blood pressure yet, right? No. Yeah,
0: not, okay. not, blood, not blood, blood pressure blood. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: It, so that wasn't that wasn't a quick that was a quick answer. Um what is the best compliment you have ever gotten?
1: Actually, um, a judge that I was chairing a conference or a sort of a mini conference, and she said, "You make it all look easy," and I thought that's a real compliment because it wasn't easy. Mm. And she spotted how tough it was. And I think I think that's a and a couple of people have said that you make make it look easy. So I think that's a good compliment. Yeah,
0: I agree. What is the one thing you would like to be remembered by?
1: I think that I helped young people, I like that,
0: yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's a great one. If you could have a dinner with anyone in the world, who would that be?
1: A film director, probably Francis Ford Coppola, if there was an industry I would like to, I'd like to be in a film producer. I'd probably be terrible at it. But I love movies and I love his movies. So, am I having dinner with somebody completely outside my world? Yeah. I wanted to
0: ask who would you could have been if you were not doing what you are doing?
1: Would it be a film director? Oh, yes, I'd be. Yeah, no, a producer, because I'd, I'd like to pull everything together. Uh, I don't think I'd be a director, but yeah, again, I've no idea. What, um, whether I'd be any good, but yeah, I'd like to be a film producer. Do you, do you think that could be your next challenge? Uh, no, no, I'm too old. Uh, I'm too old, but There's no. no such thing, no! <laughs> I, I have role models who are working in their 80s. No, I don't think that's my next challenge, no. <laughs> so, what is your next challenge? Oh, next challenge, I don't know. Um, my next challenge is, I suppose... Mm. Oh, it's a bit pathetic. It, it, it's helping the companies I have invested in to weather this next couple of years in the market. I mean, that, that's, that's an ongoing challenge. Uh, after that, I don't know, really. Um, I tell you what, you know, a challenge for me will be a lot of my colleagues and friends have retired. And I am dreading retirement, absolutely dreading it. Probably for the wrong reasons that work defines what I am, but I, that's my challenge, mm-hmm. retirement. So I'm putting it off as much, as long as I can.
0: Well, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> and, you and you don't have to retire.
1: Or <laughs> as long as I'm healthy. You don't retire from life. You can, no, yeah, exactly. You can, yeah, I you can hope can not to. On. We'll do it gradually.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to finish off on a fun note, what is the most fun thing
1: you have ever done? Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Um I think if you think back to fun things, it usually involves groups of people. In my case, I'm an extrovert. So living with a bunch of people at university, traveling across the US with graduate school pals, ski trips with the family, it's usually a load of people laughing. So I don't know whether that counts. That's three things. But it's, it's involving lots of people doing something fun. Oh, if it counts as a
0: fun thing for you, then it is. <laughs> it is a fun thing, yeah. And I suppose that will conclude our interview. Thank you. Um, and just to wrap it up, is there anything you think I should have asked you and I didn't?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think, uh, you, I suppose one could ask, how do you get people to mentor other people but when my mentees say to me thank you so much what can I do and I go we can't do anything for me but you should mentor other people and I think I I mean that's that's something that your questions made me think about so that's all yeah and last piece of advice or perhaps
0: a thought um, anything for women listeners oh uh,
1: yeah if you if you believe something you must go for it you just must go for it whether it be an idea about a company or a job and if necessary get advice but just go for it yeah thank you pam thank Thank you thank you
0: so much and good luck with everything and look look forward to catching up
1: thank you i've enjoyed it thank you thank you